I am the uh, the host, the webmaster, the CEO, chairman of the board of the Fedora Chronicles, Eric Render Kingfisk, and across the country and across the aisle is my good friend Jason Cousineau. Uh, yeah. legendary schmuck guy. at large. Legend, legendary <laughs> schmuck at large. And the title of this episode is, so far, Surrendered Liberties and the False Sense of Security. And this, and we're going to be talking about something that happened this past week that I kind of think that is, like, really important to address here. And I think you and I talked about this a little bit online. Mm-hmm. Um, I posted a meme and I'm just going to see if I could whip out my meme right now. By the way, we are recording this for uh, September 3rd, 2021. And God, it's September already. It's September. I I don't know if I want to play a little earth, wind and fire right now, or do I just want (laughs) to let that go? So here's the thing. I posted this meme and it says on the first frame, it says some people feel the personal choices of others are selfish and need to be regulated. What's really selfish is expecting others to surrender their liberties so that you can enjoy a false sense of security. When I first saw this meme years ago, I believe I saw it on a pro second amendment group chit chat or a, a Facebook group that's pro second amendment. And and we've talked about the Second Amendment and why you and I believe in the Second Amendment. One of us believes in the Second Amendment a little more than the other. Yes. Okay? I like guns. Anyway, continue. Now, another time when I saw this meme, it was in the context of what's going on with censorship on social media. Meaning that just your freedom to post whatever you want within reason. Mm Mm-hmm is selfish if you don't belong to the the correct political tribe right if you don't belong to the correct group think or if you don't have the correct group think and if you commit thought crime you will easily become an unperson and that's literally out of george orwell that's literally as somebody who and we're seeing it happen today and we're seeing it happen today If people don't like what it is you have to say, people will unperson you or unfriend you. Mm -hmm. I posted this. What was it? Tuesday when I posted this? Yeah, I believe so. Now, here's the thing. Um, I posted this a couple of minutes before eight o'clock before my shift was to begin at the factory. And all I did was just I just I just um, took the photo, pasted it on my own Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And I moved on with the rest of my morning for two. I had no idea what, what happened for the next two hours between mm-hmm. eight o'clock and two o'clock. There was some heated discussion. So when I was on my break, I hopped on the, to the company Wi-Fi. And um, apparently there's like some heated discussion about this. I only had 15 minutes. I couldn't respond to any any of this. Mm hmm. And so after my break, I said, I will, I will address this later. Mm-hmm. So then from 10 o'clock, so 10.20 in the morning to 8.30 at night, my life was a shit show. While at work, things kind of went sideways. Things kind of went sideways because it was kind of my fault because I wasn't paying attention to what um, some of my um, charges the people under me weren't doing, and we didn't realize that there was there was a mistake coming out of the machine. I was preoccupied, and I was so exhausted. Uh-huh. I got in my car. I took my own advice. I drove home. Had dinner with my wife, like at around nine nine thirty. I had a hard cider. I went to bed, and I totally forgot about this meme. I totally right. forgot about the post. I think I posted some news items that had nothing to do with this. Right. Um. And that was it. So 21 hours later, around seven o'clock, I looked at my phone and the, the whole the whole conversation went sideways and people were attributing things to me, thoughts and ideas and beliefs to me that I obviously don't have. 
okay? And, mm-hmm. I, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm going to say this, and I know this is going to sound a, maybe, I don't know, mean-spirited, a little selfish. I, I, I don't know what, okay? You ought to know me by now. You ought, to, you ought to know what my real thoughts and beliefs are on certain topics. Right. It's not like you hide them. No. As a matter of fact, I exploit my thoughts, feelings, and beliefs for other people's entertainments on this podcast called the Fedora Chronicles Radio Show. Exactly. Okay? And I don't mean to sound like a dick about this, but if you're going to respond to something that I post online... And you're going to attribute thoughts, feelings, and beliefs towards certain topics without really knowing my body of work. Right. Because I spam the hell out of these episodes that I do. Okay? Yep. You can't know me without knowing three things about me. Because I'm pretty obnoxious about this. I love my wife dearly. I love my kids dearly. And Jay and I have a podcast. That's pretty much what I use social media for. Right. All right. I like to post nice, nice things about my wife and why I love her. Nice things about my kids and why I adore them. And either what we are going to talk about in this week's episode of the podcast. Or what we talked about in this episode that I'm promoting right now on social media from the podcast. Right. Okay. Now, if you're a friend of mine on Facebook... And you've been a friend of mine on Facebook and you follow me and you read what it is that I look, I exploit almost everything that I do for the Fedora Chronicles, whether it's on right. the website, the podcast or on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, OnlyFans, whatever, Patreon, that too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I am not anti-vax. You know that I am not anti-vaccine. Yeah, you had that big banner thing up saying, I've been vaccinated. Didn't you freaking see the pictures of me wearing my fedora and that muscle shirt with the fucking needle in my arm or the Band-Aid on my arm? Right. That picture that I took back in May or the picture that Carol took in May. I'm not I'm not against the the, um, the covid vaccine. Right. All right. Now, I have questions about it. I have concerns about it. But that but you didn't. You have it going through your veins at the moment. Sure. Yep. All right. Now, because I posted this meme, and I'll and I'll read it again. Some people feel the personal choices of others are selfish and need to be re- regula- re- regulated. I'm having a word with regulated this morning. It's okay. It just goes against your uh, natural inclination. Right. That's all. Every time I mispronounce a word or mispronounce a name, you get to take a shot. This is why you should listen to us at night. Right. What's really selfish is expecting others to surrender their liberties so you can enjoy a false sense of security. And I'm going to get back to the false sense of security. Now, in context of what's going on right now, people just assume that I'm talking about the the COVID vaccine. Right. All right. And that's that's understandable. That's 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 bad on my part. I posted this. I don't know about bad. It's just it's understandable anyway okay actually wrote notes for this <gasps> I, I, notes I, I know and some people it's like tuning before playing on the, at a gig i know and some and some somebody made the analogy thinking that it's like i'm talking about the rules of the road for some reason mm-hmm. okay i might be a libertarian but i'm not stupid right okay i adhere to the rules of the road yeah okay because a yeah. I don't want to die, and B, I don't want my loved ones to die, and C, I don't want to be liable for somebody else's death and lose everything, including the house and, and, and the podcasting equipment and, and, and my car. I, right. You know, there are rules sure. that, that, that I think are stupid, but I still follow them. Right. Like speed limits. Anyway, continue. Exactly. Um, you know, and I obey traffic signs, lights, and I maintain the speed limit give or take a couple of miles per hour because that's what you do Mm -hmm. i don't want to be the cause of an accident and i don't want you to be the cause of an accident meaning you and the generic non-specific correct okay now 
people are upset with me because I posted this meme and they assumed that I'm talking about the vaccines or I'm talking about masks. Right. Speaking on, about the topic of masks. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a there's a governor in the state of Oregon who is reinstitute the mask mandate for outdoors. Right. Meaning that if you're outdoors, if you're in a public setting outdoors, you need to wear a face mask. Right. Okay. Yep. Now, there are some people who are taking it to a, such, such an extreme that if you're out in the middle of the woods in Oregon and there's not another person around you for miles and you're all by yourself or you're with your wife or husband who already has the vaccine as well as you and the chances of you running into somebody else is astronomically small if if you're living out in the middle of the woods and the chances of you seeing another person is astronomically slim there are still some people who believe that you need to continue to wear a face mask because of covid now are they do they believe that because of the law in other words is there something in the statute that says does this does it say when you're in public like in a public setting with other people or does it say when you're outside because if it only says when you're outside then i can understand why i can they, understand where, that. they think that's part i of can understand management. that i think yeah. i think the governor of the state had to make it perfectly clear no no when you're outdoors in a public setting with other people then you have to wear the mask okay okay that's what i think that she means right okay Right. Now, as far as we can tell, that may even be what she stipulated. Sure. But I still see people all the all the time saying that no matter where you are, no matter where you go, you still need to wear a face mask. Not for safety, Jay, because this is not about safety now. This is now about the illusion of safety. Right. If I'm in my basement doing the laundry and there's nobody else in the house Am I supposed to continue to wear my face mask because the mandate mask mandate is now being in, a, in effect? Right. And this is where you get a lot of people that kind of I don't want to say they go nuts, but you get, uh, they take extreme stances. Right. Right. You've got the never maskers who are out there saying, you can't tell me I have to wear a mask, you know, and then they get pissed off when a private company, for example, like Walmart, let's say will say, you're not allowed in unless you have a mask. You can't tell me that. Actually, yes, they can. It's their house, their property. They can They can tell you you're not welcome, you know? Um, then you've got the other side who say you have to do it. You are literally a murderer if you go outside without a mask on. I don't agree with either position, to be honest. You know, I, I've not been tested, but I am reasonably sure that I have had COVID. So I don't see the point in me getting a, a, a vaccination for something I've already had. <clears throat> However, if, it was, if I was planning on taking an airplane trip somewhere and it was required by the airline that I do it, I'm going to do it. I'm not, I don't disagree with vaccines. I just think that it's being pushed a little harder than – it needs to, and people, some right. people are taking it to an extreme. I think that I think that there are people who are being jackasses about it, and they're taking on both sides, on both extremes. Correct. They're being they're being jackasses about it. Yeah. And there's one person who had said on a, on a local Facebook group for the town of Ringe, Jesus will protect him from the COVID, and and he Talk knows about an extreme he, on the other end. He knows. He knows all about what causes transmissions of sickness and disease and why people are unclean. And it has everything to do with the fact that they don't have Jesus in their life. Jesus is going to make sure that they don't they don't get COVID. Well, the last time I checked, I think this person just got out of the hospital because they had a horrible case of COVID. I'm not sure. I heard that somewhere, so it must be true. <laughs> Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan thought that he didn't have to get the vaccine. He listened to Brett Weinstein's advice on ivermectin, and he now, according to the late breaking news last night, he has COVID. Right. And I'm sorry. I I I feel bad for these people who seem to think that they don't have to get the shot. And it, and 
if you don't get the shot and you don't have the COVID antibodies that we presume you do, mm-hmm. whatever happens, I'm sorry, those, that's the consequence. The consequence of you not getting the shot, the, the consequence of you not getting any flu shot is that you might get the flu. Correct. My, kid, my kids are immunized against chicken pox, the measles, mumps, what, I mean, whatever. Right. Because I don't, I don't want my kids to die. No, and no, seriously, these are yeah, pre- no, I get it. These are preventable diseases, Jay. Right. And I, I, you know, when I am at the factory and I am in close proximity to other people, I will wear the mask, except for maybe when I'm eating, because I don't want to bring COVID home and give it to my wife, because right. I, I don't want my wife to die. Now there are some here. Here, this is a controversial topic right here. There are uh, there are doctors and administrators of hospitals who say that they don't want to treat people who haven't gotten the, the COVID shot. That's a consequence of you not getting the COVID shot. Now, see, now this is this is the problem I have with that. Uh, yeah, they have a right to say that, right? Yeah, they really do. However, they do not, as I understand it have a right to refuse service they have to treat people it'd be like if you don't treat people because they didn't get the vaccine and they're sick right that was that's in many ways the same as saying whoa so you're a drunk driver i'm not going to treat you or you voted for trump so i'm not going to treat you or you voted for biden so i'm not going to treat you doctors do not have the luxury of deciding whether they can or cannot treat a patient but I do understand, you know, hospital beds are starting to go at a premium because, hey, you know, there's so many people in the hospital nowadays. I I get yeah. where they're coming from and I understand and agree with their sentiment. However, I don't know that that is something they can actually do. No, I, My understanding I, I, I don't has know always either. been that you have to if someone comes in asking treatment, you have to treat them. Sure. And I and I don't disagree with that at all. Right. I, I don't disagree with that at all. And I can say, as much as I want to say this, I, 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 don't, I don't want you to be a Facebook friend of mine if you don't listen to the podcast. Right. If you don't listen to my podcast, I don't want you over at my house. If you don't listen to my podcast, I don't want, I don't want your kids to come over to my house and hang out. Or if you right. don't listen to my podcast, I, 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 don't, I don't want you at my horse barn. Well, that, that's going to like really sort of limit my social life. That's a ridiculous stance. And I'm being Correct. ridiculous to sort of prove, prove a point. point. And, and, yeah. and, and maybe it's a bad point, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, it's not like we've never taken bad points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's not as if I'm, I'm being ridiculous to illustrate how ridiculous this is. Now, when I first saw this meme, I, it never occurred to me that it could be just about COVID or it could just be about gun rights or gun control right? or the mask mandate. I, the thing is, I thought when I saw this, I thought this is an entire cornucopia of rights and liberties that we're willing to give up to make other people feel more comfortable and give them the illusion, the illusion of safety, but not actual real safety, Jay. Right. It's like why we take our shoes off at the airport. One guy, one guy decided he was going to try and sneak a bomb through on in his shoes. And now we all have to take our shoes off when we go to the airport. Are we any safer? Have they caught any more people trying to blow us up with bombs in their shoes? From what evidence I've seen, which admittedly is very, very little, no, it hasn't prevented a single bomb from going off. And yet we do it and continue to do it because of that perception of safety. And it's not to say that the perception of safety is a bad thing. No, not at all. It's an important thing. It's a good thing. Not at all. As someone who's had their, well, when I was living in an apartment, I had my apartment broken into. That illusion of safety is very, very important, even when it's, you know, it's an illusion. Oh, Absolutely. The sense of violation I had after knowing that someone had been where I live, they gained entry illegally and they took some of my stuff. You really feel violated. Of course you like, do. Almost like an intimate violation, right? Because you feel safe. You feel like this is where I hang out. 
and, you know, I can hang out in my underwear and scratch my nuts or whatever, right? And then all of a sudden, oh, well, except someone else came in right. uninvited just because they wanted to. Right. You know? So that illusion of safety is an important illusion for us to have, right? Is it important enough for us to give up some of our God-given rights? Well, honestly, that's a question for each individual to ask and exactly. answer for themselves. Exactly. Um, I don't think that you have the right to tell me that I have to shave off my goatee because there's a woman at work who had a boyfriend or a stepfather who had a goatee and he was abusive. And because I have a goatee, I make her feel unsafe. And I didn't, I didn't freaking do anything. I, I've been sporting a goatee since I had a goatee as long as I've known you. Yeah. I, I, and I've shaved it off occasionally, but am yep. I under some kind of obligation to shave off my facial hair? Because, well, because I've, I've never even spoken to this woman, hypothetically speaking. Right. Now, here, now, this is the thing, right? Because your freedoms end at my doorstep. I don't have to and should not be obligated to give up things I enjoy because it's something you do not. And this is the, you know, the, the royal you, you know, the nonspecific. Right. The generic nonspecific right? you. And this reverse applies as well. My freedoms end at your doorstop. You know, if I'm going over someone's house and I'm carrying a, a gun, I always let them know, hey, I'm carrying a gun. Do you want me to take it off before I come inside? Right. Because that is their home. Do they have a right to tell me that I cannot carry a gun inside their house? Yes. Of course. Yes, they do. It is their private residence. And the Constitution only applies to the government. The Bill of Rights only applies to the government. So as a private entity, when you go over to your Aunt Sally's house and Aunt Sally doesn't like the fact you wear a gun, take the fucking thing off or don't go. Exactly. It's as simple as that. And if you're placing your ability to carry a gun and prioritizing that over your relationship with Aunt Sally, well, then you're a dick. Yeah. It's just all there is to it. Because the thing is, is that there are so many people who love to bring up all of their rights. They have all of these rights to do certain things. Like, I have the right to drive on the left-hand side of the road. Actually, no, I don't. Because as soon right. as I have a head-on collision with somebody who assumes that everybody else is going to do the right thing, now I'm liable. Right. All right? I think there are consequences to that decision that you made. I think that I have the right to talk about anything I want to talk about on this podcast, period, no holds barred. And, and I do, to a large extent. But one of the things that I ran into last night is that the episode that you and I recorded about OnlyFans, Carol wants to listen to before mm -hmm. I publish it. She wants to listen to the whole thing in, in her entirety. I could be a dick, again, and say, no, no, I'm going to publish this episode just as it is. You don't have to listen to it because, no, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the man and I'm going to exercise my First Amendment rights and publish this episode. No, I, I actually don't. I don't. I mean, I, I mean, sure, I have the right to do that. But would I like right. to remain married to my wife? <laughs> there are consequences. Even though she thought that this was a really, really good episode, there are parts of which that she did not listen to. Right. And she would like to be able to listen to it, to the entire thing in its entirety. Yeah. And, and there are some things she does not want me to talk about. I have the right, right to talk about it. But the thing is, is that my rights begin and end where my wife tells them they do. <laughs> <laughs> now... That's not to say that your wife is some sort of overbearing, uh, controlling, micromanaging bitch. Absolutely. Far from it. Far from it. She's, she's absolutely not. However, in the interest of family harmony, sure, it would be in your best interest to let your wife listen to it. And that is something that I know the two of you have discussed. And yeah. there are certain things that, you know, she does have veto power over 
it's not a bad thing. Right. It's something that you and she have agreed upon. So, yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me. Now, going the other extreme or on the same topic, my father-in-law told me there are certain topics that he never wants me to talk about on this podcast because he's afraid. He's scared. He's afraid that the next time we talk about the NSA and the PRISM project, where they're listening into monitoring everything that we do online, over the phone, he's afraid that something is going to happen to me. He's afraid that I'm going to disappear because of something that I say on the Fedora Chronicles radio show. And, and they consider us to be paranoid. Yes. And he got really upset when those two guys claiming to be from the Department of Homeland Security came to visit us or visit right. me. Thank God the house was clean when they were here. <laughs> Hi, what's the matter? Oh, that's okay. I'll edit that out. Or maybe a little, uh, I'll weave that. She's, she, okay, listeners, I just want you to know my wife is making me a fantastic breakfast and she wanted to be careful and make sure that she didn't make so much noise that it would spill it this is the reason why i'm careful about what it is that i talk about on the podcast because right. she's good to me she's a yeah. she's, she's a good wife who is better than i deserve and don't argue with me on, on that i wouldn't dream of it i've met her and i know you and i i have the and here's the thing i have the right to say that my wife is better than i deserve yep Okay. Absolutely. And I say that for the illusion of safety. Because <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to wake up with my, my wife saying, hold him down, boys. Let me put this other pillow over his face. Because I, I, mean, I joke about that. Right. Okay. My, but I, I mean, I say this jokingly, but it's not untrue. My rights begin and end at certain points. Now, because my father-in-law seems to think that something bad is going to happen to me if I keep talking about things like the NSA. Right. It's surveilling all of our online activity. Something, right. something bad is going to happen to me if I keep sharing stories about who and what my dad might have really been and all right. the secrets that he took with him to the grave. There are people who don't want me to talk about certain topics because it makes them feel uncomfortable. Me mm -hmm. talking about how, how and why Jack Kennedy was assassinated makes certain people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And I'm sorry, it doesn't work like that. Because the fact that you think that something bad could happen to me and that I could be abducted by the NSA or the CIA or the local or federal police services, the state police, whomever. Right. That makes me want to speak out against it even more. Right. Because I don't want to wake up one morning when I'm 75 years old and realize, oh, shit, I could have done so much more in my life. I could have made a difference. Right. You and I did an episode of the podcast where we discussed Frazzle Drip and Pizzagate, literally one of our most popular episodes that is hosted on SoundCloud. It, it gets dozens of listens each week from all around the world. Still. Still. Dozens of people are listening to this episode everywhere around the English-speaking world because of that one episode. But people are afraid yeah. of what we said in that episode because they think something bad might happen to us. Because we had, because we had said there are things about the Clinton Foundation that doesn't make a lot of sense. And John right. and Tony Podesta are fucking perverts. Yeah. They are disgusting, dirty old men who yep. collect art yep. that is just barely on this side of child of pornography. pornography. Yeah. And there are a lot of people who claim that whether it's Tony or John Podesta's obsession with red shoes is a sign to other pedophiles that, 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 that um, child rape is their kink. People, right. are, people are afraid that something is going to happen to me because I keep talking about this. They want me to stop talking about this for their illusion of safety. Right. Honestly. Even if it's the illusion of your safety that they're perceiving. Exactly. But at this, And this is the thing that gets me, right? Because these are the same people who will tell you that 
you know, you're crazy. You, you, you believe these weird things, but then they'll do things like that. And it's like, all right, you think that it's crazy that I think that there's a group of pedophiles in the world who actually go out and hunt down innocent children right. for their sick, perverted, evil games. And yet you're the one telling me that in spite of that not happening, I shouldn't talk about it because they might come out to get me. Exactly. Exactly. You're, yeah, you're afraid that the NSA or the CIA or the FBI or any anybody else in the alphabet soup agency is going to kick down my door at three o'clock in the morning and drag me and my family out because I wrote a book review about how LBJ might have had something to do with Jack Kennedy's assassination that was written by Roger Stone. Right. No, seriously. There are people who actually believe that in my family. Right. And these are the same people, again, who will tell you that, you know, you're crazy for believing any of this stuff. Exactly. Well, then why are you worried? If I'm crazy, why are you worried? There are some people who wanted me to stop talking about the paranormal stuff because they're worried about me being possessed by demons. Okay, that's not how that works, but okay. I don't know. Yeah. If 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 I go on a ghost hunters expedition with the, the local paranormal group from uh, Cheshire County, could I be possessed by demons by going on with it? Maybe. I don't know. Well, if you do something stupid, you can. But right. Just don't do something stupid. But it's all about it's all about the illusion of safety. Right. Now, but here's the thing: there's a difference between giving up your right temporarily for actual genuine safety and permanently giving up your right to do something for somebody else's illusion of safety. Well, yeah, and the key element of that is. You're the one making that decision. I cannot impose on someone else a responsibility or a limitation on their right to choose something based on my own personal comfort zone or beliefs, right? One of the things that we deal with a lot here in Utah is the legacy of the fact that when Utah was a territory, it was a theocracy. It was run by the LDS church. So things like alcohol, we have some really, really screwed up liquor laws out here. We really do. And I was kind of aware of it when I was a member, and I thought it was really screwed up that we had those screwed up laws, but I didn't understand how screwed up they were. Now that I like to drink and I'm drinking regularly, I get it. I get how screwed up they are. It's illegal for me to get rum from this company because they say it's too strong, but it's okay for me to get rum that's even stronger from this other company. Why? Yeah. What is it? What is different about those two companies? What palms were greased? And that's exactly it. Because that, that's the first thing I thought about. Oh, and that's another thing. People don't want me to talk about um, corruption here in the state of New Hampshire or here in this town because it makes them feel unsafe. Well, what are they? I mean, you're not going to get arrested for listening to someone else talking about it unless you actually Yet. believe Yet. they're fascists. Right. Well, that's just it. You, you're talking about the difference between someone speaking out against the government and then a fascist book burning, the kind that we haven't seen in this century. The last time we had any worries about something like that, it was the 20th century. You know? And it's, again, the, the thing that gets me is the dichotomy between the people saying this, telling me I'm crazy, yeah. and yet they're the ones that are more concerned about it than I am. Yes. You know? I mean, it's – it gets frustrating. You don't want me to talk about something that you don't think is going to happen because you think something might happen to me. Right. That's nuts. Because, I mean, I will say this again. When I posted this meme – Without any context at all, I wasn't talking about mask mandates. I wasn't right. thinking about mandatory vaccines. I wasn't thinking about a whole host of things. I was thinking about the whole host of things. Because you give right. up a little right here and a little right there. Here a right, every, there a right, everywhere a right, right. Yep. Old McDonald was a fascist, E-I-E-I-O. <laughs> 
We keep it, it's if you keep expecting people to give up this right here, this liberty there, you slowly see this erosion of liberty. Right. You see this erosion of freedom. You want to prevent somebody to from talking about something that makes you feel uncomfortable. You want to stop me from talking about something that makes you feel uncomfortable. You know, we I, had a word for people who did things like that when we were younger. Do you remember what it was? Tell me. Comedians. <laughs> yes. You look at the things that George Carlin said and the things that he got away with saying. Right. You think that George Carlin would still be a- around today? George Carlin wouldn't have a career today because the woke crowd would, just, would silence him. And this is, this is the thing that kind of ticks me off, right? Because I say that. But at the same time, I say it knowing that it's just as likely to come from the right as it is from the left. Right. There's different kinds of wokeism. Yeah. Right. And both sides, the extremes on both sides want to shut people up. They want to end discussions. Right. If you want me to change my speaking behavior so that you're not offended, you're the one with the problem. You can't handle being offended. And that requires some serious psychological assistance to help you get through that. Right. Because in life. You are going to be offended. That's just how it is. One of the things that I, I, I used, one of, a principle I used when raising my children was if you are arguing politics about something, reverse the situation as much as possible to see if you still agree with your previous position. If you do, then you are standing on principle. If you don't, you're not standing on principle. You're standing on something else. Right. Ideology Ex- or – Exactly, or, or identity politics or something else, right? You're not standing up for a principle. The case point for that was when the bakers in Colorado were sued and the government essentially imposed a bunch of fines on them that caused them to lose their business for not baking a cake for a lesbian couple's wedding because it was something they chose not to right. do, right? I do want to point out my sticking point was they sued them and got the government involved if they wanted to set up a protest. No problem. Yeah. You can do that. You want to tell all of your gay friends, don't buy anything from them because they hate gays? By all means. That sounds like a solid plan yeah. to me. Do not get the government involved. Because what if it was a gay couple that owned a T-shirt shop and the Westboro Baptist Church went to them and said, I want you – to print up 2,000 T-shirts that say God hates fags. Right. Yeah. I don't think – honestly, I don't think that that lesbian – that gay couple owning the T-shirt shop should have to print those shirts. Just like I don't think that uber right-wing Christian bakery had to bake that cake. Neither one of them deserves to get sued. Get sued. And here's the Neither other question for you. Neither one of them business for it. Here, here's, here's the other thing. That I've never understood. Why would you want somebody who hates you to make your food for you? Why do you well, want to? Fo- huh? At that point, it didn't matter. They didn't really want the cake from them. They just wanted to sue them because they refused to bake it. Because that was something I struggled with too. And and my daughter pointed that out to me. She's like, Dad, they didn't. At that point, they weren't. It wasn't about the cake anymore. It was about the fact they didn't want to bake it. So I I get that. But at the same time, that's a little fucked up. That's a lot fucked up. You're, yeah, you're you're that pissed off that these people wouldn't bake your cake. I was, is there, are there no other bakers in town? I, I guess, I guess not, Jay. Are you incapable of traveling to another town that has more bakers? And here's the other thing: aren't there other gay bakers who would do a better job baking you a gay wedding cake than these straight people who want nothing to fucking do with you? Right. You know, and the the thing is, too, again, want to be careful here and point out that it goes both ways. Right. Again, are you standing on a principle? Or are you engaging in identity politics? If all that matters to you is, well, they shouldn't force the gay people to do anything, then you're standing on identical I, identity politics. You're not standing for a principle. If you're standing up and saying the government shouldn't get involved in a private business's business practices as long as they're not violating the law. That's a principle to stand on. And in that case, the bakers, while bigoted and doing what I would consider to be 
a career suicide of limiting your audience, your prospective clientele, sounds like a dumb business idea to me. They have every right to do that. Just like in principle, you can, if you own a business, you can say, I don't want to serve black people here. It's a stupid, bigoted, asinine thing. But as a business owner, you have a right to do that. And what Martin Luther King did is he set up protests to that. Right. And got a lot of people to stop going to those businesses. And now I'm not even sure if it's a law that you can discriminate. I think it I think it is. I think they passed it as a law. You can no longer discriminate against someone by race, you know? Um I think it's a law. I have to look that one up. I believe it is. Right. You know? But now you've got all of these businesses that are saying, "Hey, you know, we don't discriminate against anyone for sex for, you know, sexual orientation or race or blah 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 and the other thing but they can and do often discriminate based on political biases yeah right and that again that goes both ways i've seen people get discriminated against because they're left-leaning i've been discriminated right. against because i'm right-leaning i've been it's wrong in both cases yeah you know it's it's how much of your freedom are you giving up or are you willing to give up so that you can feel like you're a good person doing the right thing. And more to the point, how much of other people's freedoms are you demanding they give up? Right. So you can feel like you're doing the right thing. Well, here's here's another thing mm -hmm. that we've discussed from time and again. Mm -hmm. um, we have episodes and we have show pages and articles on the Fedora Chronicles that have been removed from Google search. Right. Okay. I, I'm not, yep. I'm not sure which podcast app on, um, on Apple. I think it could be Stitcher. I'm not sure if it's Stitcher. It's one of these online apps. Mm -hmm. Whereas it's like, if I, if I do an, an update, they are the last to show our latest episode. I don't know if they're vetting the show topics. There are some people who to do with the technology could it could it could. There are some groups out there, conspiracy theory groups that don't want me posting links to our episodes for whatever reason. You and I have had this conversation. You can't trust your fellow conspiracy theorists. Who the hell can you? Trust? Exactly. And and on this show, I will say time and again, I think this rule is stupid. I think this law is stupid. I think this aspect of society is stupid. And maybe we ought to change that. I hope that I'm not the person who says, oh, my God, you should never do that because I'm Eric Fisk and I said so. And I'm more right. woke than you. I hope I never say anything remotely to that. But I think the other aspect of this that really sort of bothered me is that for people who have a certain political ideology and a certain edu educational pedigree that's different than mine, who seem to think that because of their philosophy and classes that they sat on and the papers that they wrote so they could pass this course, some, somehow their knowledge or their beliefs supersede my lived experience like somehow right. because you have a degree a master's degree in 14th century masturbatory techniques from martians okay my favorite topic your Go favorite topic or 16th century venusian literature somehow you have a better idea on how to run this podcast than i do and you have a better idea of what my thoughts and opinions should be on a, any given topic more than I do. Right. And that there's, there's one person in particular. And, I, and I, I wonder if I'm going to have this conversation sometime this weekend. There's one person who thinks that I should be fired from my job because I'm not woke enough. I shouldn't be a cell leader because I'm not woke enough. I'm woke, but not woke enough. And I and and uh, I don't treat the people who work with me as equals, as if the, what I tell them to do should be mere su polite suggestions, 
instead of orders. I'm pretty sure that I might have a conversation with my boss about this if he hears this episode. Yeah. And by the way, I just want to let you know, my wife mm-hmm. went out to get me a cup of coffee and she put it in my Zazzle mug, my Fedora Chronicles Zazzle mug that you can buy yourself by going to Zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles and get your own. And I'm just telling you. I, so I have like 17 cups yep. in my house, right? I have four that are the Fedora Chronicles radio show. Those are the ones I always see getting used first and in the sink. That's awesome. Right? And, and I'm telling you, it, it, it just makes your beverage taste so much better. Am I wrong? I, I, I'm the empirical evidence that I'm seeing in my household agrees with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you have to believe the science because science is real. That's right. Yeah. We are not science deniers on this program. And that's the other thing that I wanted to mention here as well. To figure out (laughs) what the fuck was my point because before I went off on a tangent about the commercial. (laughs) Talking about at work and someone who thinks there, uh, you're not woke enough so there, that you shouldn't be a- there are some people who seem to think that because they have the correct ideology they have the power to tell you what you can and can't think and whether or not you should have a job or whether or not you should have a platform there are some people yeah. who I'm, I'm going to call these the the overeducated nitwits the people who and when i say overeducated I mean, I mean, the, these these people with masters and doctorates in these make believe fields, like believe it or not, somewhere out there, there's a college that is handing out people degrees in uh, doctorate degrees in Star Trek. OK, right. Like the Klingon language and shit. What right. the hell are you going to do with that? You no. Know, and here's the thing. If you have the money to pour into that and you think that you can get ahead in life with a doctorate degree in Star Trek. By all means, go right the fuck on ahead, okay? Right. Don't P- expect me to period. pay your bills if you don't get a job. Right. I th- I think that we are approaching a very dangerous period. Yeah. In America, where we have overeducated smart asses who seem to think that they have the right and the obligation to tell you what you can and can't talk about. Well, the thing that gets me is they will say things like that without any understanding or irony of because the people that say things like that will then tell you that they're anti-fascist right without understanding what fascism is clearly because if you're telling me if you as an elite group of highly educated slash intelligent people are telling me a rube a plebeian what to do you're a fascist. Yes. That's what fascism is. That is what you're supposed – you claim to be so against and yet you're engaging in it in in a microcosm of your own universe. It's it's troublesome behavior to say the, the, the very least. Right. It's, it means they, they know the word but they don't understand the meaning is what it boils down to. Yeah, that's exactly – They really don't. I'm a big fan of object lessons. My son, for example, refused to wear a seatbelt. We would argue with him. We would yell with him. We'd put the seatbelt on him. He would reach over and unplug it. So one day I slammed on the brakes. Driving down the road we lived on, I was doing maybe eh, four or five miles an hour. I was going crawling down the road. And I slammed on the brakes, and he shot forward, landed in the front seat. He was unhurt, but you should have seen the look on his face. He was rather surprised he was sitting in the front seat. And I looked down at him and said, wow. It's a good thing I wasn't going faster, isn't it? And he has put on his seatbelt every time I've asked him ever since then. Sometimes object lessons are the best lessons. Because a a lot of this, a lot of imposing your point of view, your ideology and your beliefs on other people and wanting to unperson these people because they don't do and say the right things that you expect them to do is going to come back and bite them in the ass because we're opening up the door to have the state come in and dictate every aspect of your life. Because right. if if I'm not smart enough to figure out what I can and can't do or what I can and shouldn't do, at what point is somebody on a higher level 
of society going to look down at these people and say, no, no, you're not, you need to do this, this, and this. You need to do this the right way, the correct way. Right. And do what, now, yeah. I, I do want to throw this out there too, because people are applying some of these things inappropriately as well. Like, for example, the person at your work who thinks you're not woke enough to be in charge. Well, what does being woke have to do with the nature of your job? Nothing. You're not deciding policy in a public forum. You're not dictating how people should and shouldn't behave in the world. You're making sure whatever widget it is you're making is being made properly. Right. So there is empirically a right and wrong way of doing things. And the proof of that is that if you do it the wrong way, the widget doesn't fucking work. So don't come to me and tell me that I have the wrong mindset for doing my job when my job has a very clear-cut A, B, C, D pattern. A plus B equals C, right? People apply things incorrectly in life. Oh, I don't want to work for him. He's a fascist. Okay, fine. Don't work for him. Why aren't people hiring me? Because you're refusing to work for the people who actually have the jobs that will pay you. Right. You know, there's there's a, a limit. There's a finite limit on jobs in the world. That's how we can measure how many people are unemployed. We look at the people who are capable of being employed. We look at the number of jobs that are out there and how many of them are filled. And we say, look, these people are not employed. And then you get into people who try and get all, quote unquote, nuanced with it. And they say, well, yeah, but they're not. Em Some of these people are not employed well. Well, do they have a job? Yeah. Then they are employed. Yeah. Yeah, but they should be making more. Define should. According to what? I worked with a guy in a technical field who had a degree in economics and was pitching he wasn't making enough money. I said, what's your degree in? He said, economics. I said, are you doing economics? He said, no. I said, so your degree doesn't matter, right? Right. You need to get in the field where you, you belong. you have your degree in. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, your education doesn't mean anything. And how did I know that? Because I was his supervisor and I didn't have a degree. So clearly that was not an important part of the job <laughs> is understanding how fucking finances work. Yeah. <sighs> it's, and it's painful. It is. It is. And just because you have a degree does not make you better, right? Makes you more educated in the area in which you have said degree. Right. Doesn't mean you're a better person. Doesn't mean you're a worse person. Just means you are better or more conversant in that particular subject. Yeah. And I'll be the first to tell you, there are some jobs that I held and some positions that I held that I have no business holding. I have no business to, to being in that specific job. I had no business being in that position. It's just that they mm -hmm. couldn't hire anybody else to do that job. And right. I was happy for the work at the time that I was working there. But the idea that somehow it's like, if you didn't vote the right way in the last election, you should lose everything. And we know that there are people out there. Don't say that there aren't. Mm -hmm. There are people who say, if you didn't vote for Joe Biden, you need to be deplatformed. You need to be removed from whatever position of authority that you have. Those people are out. They'll deny it. But when you get to know these people and you sit down with them long enough, they will say shit like that. There are people out there who seem to think that you need to have the right mindset. You need to get your mind right so you can be in these positions of authority. That's some well, scary shit. One of the things you and I talked about on this program was how there were politicians sitting in Congress who are still sitting in Congress who were saying we need to hold those people who supported Trump accountable. Yes. After the election. Yes. What exactly does that mean? You know, because you have the people on the far right who are like, oh, they're, they want to make re-education camps. Do they? Is that what they said? What do they mean by hold them accountable? Accountable for what? Accountable for a good economy? I think they'll be fine with that. You know, accountable for how you guys think the world perceives us? Well, let's take a look at how the world's looking yeah. at us now. I also, I also have the perception that there are those of us who are not allowed to be incorrect. We're not allowed to have the wrong opinions on certain topics. Mm -hmm. And I've stated time and time again, I am pro-science. I believe in science like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Okay? 
Seems like an understatement, but continue. Okay. We've actually talked about the science behind the lab leak hypothesis. Correct. And you and I have spent maybe six episodes so far. I know a lot more about gain-of-function research than I ever thought I would. There are, and the thing is, is that, and I, I, I will defer to somebody else's opinion. I read these articles on why the lab leak hypothesis is probably the most likely story about the origin of COVID-19. Right. Meanwhile, the people who re- were responsible for that lab are spinning a story saying, no, no, it was it, it originated in the wet market across the street from the laboratory where we were doing these gain of function tests. And there are people who have to have to not only believe that that's where this virus came from, but they have to go on some kind of crazy crusade or jihad to make you also believe that that's where this virus came from. Well, that's just it. And then you've got people out there who are saying that you shouldn't be allowed to talk about it, which, again, that's the line that gets crossed. You need to have people able to speak out on things, even if they're batshit crazy. I would argue, especially if they're batshit crazy, because, damn, why would you want to deny us entertainment? I'm saying this as a conspiracy theorist. And how many times have I said I hope we're wrong? Oh, we say it all the damn time. I hope I'm wrong, but... Right. You know, you and I, there are some conspiracy theories we actually believe. There are some conspiracy theories we just entertain. There are no conspiracy conspiracy theories we will not talk about. Just because we're talking about it doesn't mean we believe it. However, there are times when you're talking about a conspiracy theory and that goes into your head and you're like there's a little too much evidence here yeah that i'm a little uncomfortable now i am am very (laughs) uncomfortable with what happened here i am right i am very uncomfortable and i'm very i'm very this entire episode with this meme that i posted made me feel very uncomfortable for 24 hours right and it made me feel so uncomfortable when I, when I saw that people were attacking people that I love and somebody, the, look, the, the man who married my cousin unfriended mm-hmm. me because of either the meme itself or the argument that occurred in that post. Now, I, you know, why, I see again, that's that is a form of you're putting blinders on. Now you're not willing to even hear or read what the other side has to say. I'm dating a woman with whom I disagree politically. This is not the first time I've done this. We've discussed it. We've actually mentioned, you know, because that I have, as I said, I've dated women who disagreed with me politically, and sometimes it doesn't always go well. So it's okay to disagree with someone. My parents have been married. Shit. They're going on – I think they're hitting 55 soon, 55 years they've been married, and they don't agree on politics. It's how they stay awake when they're driving on the road. They argue <laughs> politics. <laughs> you know, it is okay to disagree with somebody, and you can still gasp not only be friends with them but actually love them. Yeah. It is okay. Yeah. And we're losing sight of that. We're losing sight of that as a, as as a country. We used to be able to agree to disagree, and you know, I may sound like I'm old, it's because I am. But when did we lose our ability to maintain friendships with people when we disagreed with them politically? And is that something we want to continue with? Is that a good thing? Yeah, you know, and it's it's one thing to talk about it academically, but you know, think about it. Those you people listening, do you know people? Do you have people in your life right now with whom you disagree politically? And how do you feel about them as a person? Yeah, that's. Do you think they're stupid? Yeah. No. Well. Do you think they're ignorant? Do you think they they don't have life experiences, or do you look at them as, well, I don't know why they think that, or I disagree with them, but you know, they're they're a smart, intelligent person. They may have a point. Yeah. So I've got people in my life with whom I disagree, and I feel both ways about different people. Some people I disagree with, and I think they're stupid. Some people I disagree with, I think they're ignorant. Some people I disagree with, I'm like, well, I may be stupid because they're pretty goddamn smart. Yeah. You know? 
um, when why is it not okay to disagree with somebody? Why why do we feel the need to make people agree with us? Is it because we want to feel safer? And is our safety worth the consequences of that? At least we don't have to worry about well, those Trump voters now that they're all in those nice camps. But there's, but, but again, them. again, it gets back to, and I, here's the conversation that I wanted to have online. Mm-hmm. Where do we, where do we draw the line in, in whittling away people's freedoms and liberties and rights? Where's the, where, where do we draw the line? And where, where is the line between actual genuine safety and the mere illusion of safety? Because this is the point that I wanted to, to, to make. I'm not willing to do certain things for the illusion of somebody else's safety. I'm, I'm not willing to shave off my goatee to make some other woman happy because she feels unsafe with me wearing a goatee because it reminds me of somebody else. I'm sorry, I won't fucking do that. I will not well, stop. You know, let me finish here, Jay. Yep, yeah, go ahead. I'm not going to stop wearing Moody Blues t-shirts because a guy at work had a girlfriend who had a giant crush on Justin Hayward and he doesn't want to be reminded of his ex-girlfriend. I don't want to. I'm not going to stop talking about certain topics on this podcast because it makes some people feel uncomfortable. Because because where does it stop, mm-hmm. Eric? You can't wear a red shirt because it makes me feel unsafe. Or, Eric, I, I well, if you're wearing a red shirt, you're probably the one that's unsafe. Continue. Right, especially if we're on Star Trek, the original series. You can't wear a fedora because you look like a gangster and that makes people feel unsafe. I don't want you driving that big pickup truck because it makes me feel unsafe on the road. I don't want you voting because you disagree with me and that makes me feel unsafe. Because we, we, we've, we've gotten into this weird sort of headspace with people that they seem to think that somehow their illusion of safety is more important than your rights. And that's and that and that's the basic reason why I posted this meme. Mm-hmm. I'll give up certain things for legitimate safety. I you know what? I I have I have the right to wear um flip-flops and shorts without a t-shirt and safety glasses while I'm operating a chainsaw. Yeah. That's not freaking smart. That's a that's a good way to get fucked up. And remember, yep. a chainsaw cuts at 90 stitches per second. <laughs> I, I don't recall ever hearing that kind of phrase that way, but okay, we'll go with that. It's true. It's true. Because some stranger's feelings are more important than my rights. Like, like there might be a couple in San Diego who don't feel safe with me having a koi pond in my backyard because their toddler might drown if they ever come over to visit. I've lived here 20 years. They've never come to visit. Right. Complete strangers think that you should change your behavior to make them feel more safe, but not actual real safety. And I think this, I, I'm thinking after what happened this week, maybe, maybe. I should start pushing the envelope a little bit, but I also think, and maybe this is the major lesson that I should really learn from all of this, is not post any more memes without proper context. I should have written something to say along the lines that this is this is not this me this is a meme that's not about mask mandates. This is not about immunizations. This is not about censorship. It's about a little bit of everything. And I think it's time to stop. I know you have a hard break. Do you want one? Yeah. Do you want? Do you have one more thing to say? Well, the the only thing I can add to that is I wouldn't post something like that unless you know you're going to be able to respond to things and help guide the discussion. Because I don't think there was anything wrong with posting the meme with no context. People are reading into it, right? They assumed you were talking about the mask mandate. They assumed you were talking about the vaccine because that is what's on their mind. So that's what's important to them. 
So if you had not been at work, if you had not posted it before you went on work and you had been able to say, why, why do you think I'm talking about that? I didn't post anything in regards to that. This is a more generalized statement. It's interesting that you feel I'm posting this about something in particular when I'm not. And how do I know I'm not? Because I'm the one that posted it, right? Um, that is the only thing I, uh, I not really disagree, the only caveat I would put on before posting something like that. I would have no qualms about posting something like that in the future. I don't generally post a lot on Facebook, but um, just so long as I was able to guide the discussion, you know, because I think it's a discussion we need to have. It's it's an important It's an important part of our lives that we see the country going in this direction and we see things happening. And some of it is honestly a little terrifying. And some of it is, I think, just human nature, you know? Yeah, I think I'm going to leave it there. Congratulations on surviving another episode of the Thor Chronicles radio show. Find out more about the Fedora Chronicles by visiting our website, thefedorachronicles.com. That's where you can find our show notes, past episodes, and articles. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram by simply searching for us on those platforms. Don't forget to join our group on Facebook and follow us on Twitter so that you can keep up with what we will be talking about in the next episode. Facebook, Twitter, and our email address, fedorachronicle at google.com are great ways to drop us a line with your comments and show topic suggestions and if it's any good we promise we will read your comment on the air support the show by contributing to our patreon page patreon.com slash fedora chronicles for a mere dollar a month you get early access to the podcast updates on what we're doing and for five dollars a month you get all that and a t-shirt and coffee mug of your choice Terms and conditions apply. Thank you to all of our listeners who are already contributing. You can also support the show and show off your incredible, impeccable taste by buying our merch at zazzle.com slash store slash Chronicles. The theme songs for the show are Royal Flush and Black Cabaret by Olive Music. All other music on the show is listed on the show page and has been provided to us by Premium Beats from Shutterstock. Copyright The Fedora Chronicles 2020, all rights reserved. On behalf of my co-host Jason and I, this is Eric Renner King Fisk signing off and reminding you to keep your chins up and your fedoras on. Fedora Chronicles.